Would you yeah. like to be counted in? Yeah, let's do oh. that. That's my. This is always anticipation. Three. Dos. Uno. Come in, we're open. Honest conversations with Austin Langley. Smooth jazz on Thursday nights. Today, <laughs> welcome to Come In, We're Open. This uh, episode, we are joined with the most fabulous Kelsey Rosen. Hi, thank you. (laughs) Round of applause. Place is going crazy. Um, I will. I guess we'll have to open up. Oh, yeah, there they are. Yeah. Uh, Um, I will have to open up by saying, um, you are a joy in the Denver comedy scene. Oh shit! Thank you. You've moved here. uh, Was how long have you been here? I moved here October first. And I went to my first open mic October 3rd. That's what's up. That's what's <laughs> up. Jake's Roadhouse in Arvana. Oh. Arvana? Yeah. But thank you. That's so nice. Yeah. You, uh, um, <clears throat> I just, I mean, I've been through a, just a couple comedy scenes and it sucks. Yeah. It sucks like intertwining and, or at least like feel like you're bonding with yeah. other people. Like it took me months, especially into Denver's comedy scene that I did not feel welcome comfortable Mm -hmm. like in a rhythm or momentum where i wanted to be yeah where i just was like this is defeating this is pointless but you came in guns (laughs) a-blazing ready to rip (laughs) um i think you've been and you've been crushing it for sure and yeah a joy to hang out with thank you i feel like when she came in she came exactly as kelsey Mm-hmm. There was That's no pretending to be anybody else. Nicest compliment yeah. in the world. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. I feel like I met you in the first yeah. conversation. Yeah. For sure. It was definitely, it was rough. I think I am always so gung-ho for adventure. So I am not from Asheville, North Carolina, but mm-hmm. I lived there for four years. That's where I started comedy. And I loved it. Like, it totally spoiled me. It was an awesome scene. It's how I made all my friends in Asheville. A little bit smaller. Oh, way smaller. Way smaller, for yeah. Sure. Way smaller, but really good bookers there. Mm-hmm. And what had happened is, so I had moved from Chicago to Asheville. And when I was in Chicago, I fell in love with improv, but I was too much of a wimp to do it. Well, Chicago's got history, <laughs> you know? Like yeah. the improv scene that has come from Chicago is intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> so I fell in love with it. but And then when I moved to Asheville, I didn't know anyone. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do the thing. Like, I'm already freaked out. I'm going to do the thing that's always freaked me out. Yeah. And I signed up for improv class. And I did that for two years. And then we had friends that mix. Like, like improv people were going into stand-up and vice versa. Well, no, that's not true. No stand-up people do improv. But it, it, it's there. <laughs> it's, it's there. But um, regardless, so it just – so when I moved here – that's how I had made all my friends in Asheville. And then when I moved here, I I really was not having a fun time the first month or so. Yeah. I But I knew, like, I just knew, like, you keep showing up. 
And this community, you kind of have built-in friends, which is the best thing. And, yeah, I'm only three months in, but I... Like I really like y'all. There are so many people I really like, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm I I'm friends with them. I think. Yeah. No, it's no, it's one hundred percent. It's true, and it's. I feel like Denver scene has um, transformed in ways because, like I said, yeah. I felt very standoffish. There was already so many people here yeah. that were like, um, with COVID, it was kind of like not even a fresh start. Mm-hmm. It just was almost like a we're all in this together kind of feeling where it was it like, described as a reset. It was a reset for sure. Yeah. And, and people, I mean, people are shining and I mean, it's great mm-hmm. right now. Denver comedy scene. I would put up against any other scene right now. Well, that was the thing too. When I knew I wanted to move to a bigger city, but I also didn't want to make the LA or New York jump. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of started asking everyone, like, where would you go? Um, like other comics yeah. that were touring through Asheville, and I'd be like, "Where were you go? Where would you go?" And everyone said Denver. And I was like, "Okay, cool. I'll do Denver then." Well, that <laughs> and the amount of—I mean, the amount of free stage time, the amount of like shows that are happening, yeah, the amount of just like uh, growing that's happening. Per- yeah. like, I mean, it's a productive. If you want to grind, yeah. you can do it. You know, I think it helps that a lot of. Like professionals will also cite Denver as one of their favorite True. places to go. Yeah, yeah. And that was I mean, a big influence to me. Was there like the crowds there are great, the people are great, the the owners of the clubs, you know, yeah. really work with the scene. Um, and I thought that was like that's one of the things that got me here. Yeah, for sure. Anywho, I've just been. Um, I just wanted to say that. Thank you. It's been a joy to hang out with you. Thank you so much. And that I mean, that laugh. Yeah, it's one of my favorites in the audience. <laughs> I once did. I once. I once had a wireless mic at um, Rise Theater, and I ran into the green room and I was doing comedy to like nobody, but the audience was still laughing. Is that? And, is this when you were filming that video? Yeah, okay. I was like, yeah, but I can okay. still hear your laugh. <laughs> yeah. and the, I was like through. <laughs> Through a wall and a half, I you, was like, I got, I'm still getting laughs. I have Kelsey's. So you can was, hear my laugh like two miles yeah, away. No, and it's like even, uh, yeah, even just at Mike's or even like when you come to Scruffy Murphy's when I'm like hosting, mm-hmm. like I know it's a genuine laugh. So yeah. it's like, I okay, that's. That's something I'm doing something right. It's yeah. not someone's like fake ass, like, oh, whatever, buddy. Oh my God. And like, I mean, I get those too, but that's. <laughs> if I was fake laughing, y'all would know. Well, that's <laughs> the problem with having a very recognizable laugh is that when you're not laughing, it's also. Yeah. I didn't know that until someone, one of my really good friends in Asheville was like, guess you don't like my new material. And I was like, oh shit. What, what are you talking about? I just. He was like, you weren't laughing. And I was like, oh, I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not your material I don't care about. It's you I don't care about. <laughs> 100%. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Better oh, things to do. I'm so sorry. People start having like a Kelsey laugh per minute. Yeah. Gauge. Oh, yeah. If you, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, and I have like friends. I had a friend back home. She just snorts. And when, like, the snorts kick in, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm crushing right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know I'm doing something right. Because, like, you can't, you don't want to even fake a snort. Like, oh, if that's your know. fake laugh, <laughs> like, if that's your, so. Um, I have a laugh that is, 
like if I, you know, the laughs where you just can't breathe. Yeah. That laugh for me is a very unattractive laugh. It's just like. <laughs> just wheezy. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> just Jimmy Carr, but yeah. extended. <laughs> it's like a very gross wheeze. And people are like, are you? And then I start coughing. And people are like, are you alive? <laughs> <laughs> that's, see, that's, that's rad. So that's the craziest thing about laughter is like, I mean, it's, a, it's supposed to be uncontrolled or at least like you're not in control of it and it's like yeah genuine Mm -hmm. and it just happens like you're not um but um before we before we started this you had informed me that you you at one point hid your laughter from the public yeah that joyous noise you release when (laughs) that beautiful noise you release when uh yeah. Oh, good segue. Yeah. I see what you're doing now. Oh, yeah. I dig it. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, yo. Hey. I had planned. Um, so. Uh, did you mean any of that? No, I'm kidding. Yes, I did. I mean, this is an honest podcast, Kelsey. Oh, yeah, no matter what I say, it's honest. It's honest conversations with Austin. True, true. But rumor has it, word on the street, and mm-hmm. a lot of people were talking about it. I mean, I've heard it. They were like, there was a point where she... I would, I want her laugh and I, and then she could, yeah. Yeah. Um, There was, yeah. Okay. There was a, there would have been a point and I, my memory is crap, but I would say it was for a year or two, mm -hmm. um, probably 17 and 18 years old where I just didn't laugh and I didn't know it was happening. Uh, and then I didn't know it was happening because I was just going through like really bad mental health stuff. Well, in 18, 19, that's a weird age to even deal with feelings. Yeah. Where you're like, that's, don't even, you don't even want to address them or you don't want to like talk about it up front or yeah. whatever it is. You don't even know what the fuck is happening. Yeah. You're confused by them in general. Yeah. You're like, uh, things are going on <laughs> I know. and I have no idea why or I'm going to even talk about it to anybody. Exactly. Did you have like open parents that you could talk with? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That helps. For Yeah. For the most part. So. There was definitely a switch where it was like Kelsey and then a different human being living in the house. And I have a younger brother and two parents. And it was definitely like I look back on it and I'm very grateful to them because I can't imagine how hard that would have been. (laughs) It was just like like overnight too. Basically, yeah. Yeah. There are signs. Like I look back and there are signs, but... Uh, yeah, I was 16 or 17 when I was diagnosed with OCD. Yeah. Um, and was it, immediate, it was totally different. Was it immediate, like, hey, here's some medication or, like, anything <clears throat> like that? It wasn't immediate medication. I remember, like, me me and myself, like, I truly had no idea what was going on. I just yeah. knew I was afraid of everything. There was, like, one corner of my room I would stand in. <laughs> I specifically, well, it started off with contamination OCD, so I was just petrified of germs. Is there is there an incident that you remember that like that that started the germ phobe thing, oh. like a commercial or like a a documentary? I don't. Or? I don't remember the like a specific event, but I will say, and this is a little sciency, and it's science that. I am not well read on, although I do know it's true. It's not like bunk science. But um, when you have, uh, like, teenage years, if you have, like, I had just had mono. 
And there are a bunch of scientific studies that show a disease like mono will kick off. Like if those, if you have like some dormant OCD in your brain, something about that like changes your brain structure that like kicks the OCD into high gear. So, and it was true. Like I got mono and then like that's where my memory gets hazy and my mom will be like, it was night and day. Yeah. And she was the one, she went online and essentially like took a quiz that was like are for you, you. Yeah. <laughs> and then she got me into therapy real quick yeah and my dad i love my dad very very much my dad was like no daughter of mine is going to therapy old school yeah yeah because he was raised like i mean talk about like generational trauma yeah. shit like very well he still lives to this or like to this day without addressing feelings right yeah yeah but he was raised youngest of five in, like, a very, very poor Irish Catholic family in Youngstown, Ohio. And he had two sisters that were drug addicts. And his older brother was in a fatal car accident when he was 17 years old. And the But sister, no one needed therapy. No. Uh, no. No one needed to talk about <laughs> anything. Hence, no. like, standing in the driveway screaming with my dad, no daughter of mine is going to therapy. Like, it's so funny that, like, even just arguing against help oh, or, like, it'd be like, hey, I'm dealing with some things. I don't yeah. know. I just need someone or something. But yeah. I can see how he's sizing up his experience to, like, yeah. she had mono. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was, a, it was a sickness. Yeah. Nobody died. <laughs> I will say, just in case we don't get to it later, I am really fucking proud of my dad, and he would yeah. literally kill me for saying this, but he started therapy this year. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so homeboy like came around. It took yeah, uh, a imagine, long time. <laughs> he imagine, is 68 years old. <laughs> imagine the <laughs> array of baggage that is oh just waiting God. at that exit, you know? Just yeah. <laughs> He's got, like, uh, like uh, emotional blue balls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes um, he'll be like, and this is common, I know, with therapy. Like, do you all feel comfortable with me? Well, I guess that's the name of the game, right? Are you honest. guys in therapy? Um, I am not. Okay. Have you ever? Um, um, you know, it was, yeah. And my okay. younger age gotcha. when I was dealing with some, I don't know, 13, 14, 15 year gotcha. old, but I was like, it was almost like too forced upon me yeah. where I was like a rebellious piece of shit. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want this Yeah, kind of old school too, where it just like, it didn't feel like it made me feel different mm-hmm. for going to therapy. Yeah. And, it, and I was, yeah. And I was, I mean, I was dosed with Ritalin at a young age, I think I had trust issues with people that just like, oh, this is good for you. And they're yeah. like, no, that's yeah. not. Um, but that, not currently. Okay. There's 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 people um, I enjoy talking to that yes. I feel is. And I'm not going to say comedy is therapeutic, even though aspects of it are, but it's not what I rely on. Yes. You know. I agree. Yeah. It can't be your your therapy. No. Like and I don't sound like. I'm um, I'm wacky on stage. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not like I'm doing therapy, therapeutic like, comedy. Things that I talk about in therapy are definitely on stage, and then I will go back to my therapist and be like, "I should." I crush. kind of like I talked to her about the Scruffy Murphy shit on that Tuesday was funny. I was... because that is something I've been working on 
for a year. And, and then I was like, oh, by the way, I don't think I've ever told you I was sexually assaulted. Um, <laughs> but I made a great bit about it. You also yelled at, oh you yelled God. it, you yelled it at like nine dudes who were looking to take home some tail yep. the other night at a dive bar. I was laughing so hard. It was so funny because it was like a mic house. And, and you didn't like come out like real hot. And then they started acting up and you were like, sit down. you!" Uh, and then you were like, come. They, and I was just like, I was dying. I was like, this is so good. That and then with the like the premise too about having to watch a funny movie afterwards uh-huh. yeah. is a story that like, I mean, I really want to see that polished for sure. Because it is. Thank you. Because when you were in the moment, and I don't know if it was the first time you had said it, but it definitely had energy <sighs> behind it. Yeah. I just had to go up and be like, Kelsey was just released from quarantine. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so been true. waiting two weeks to say something. And, <laughs> so uh, true. Well, it, it was, was one of those things. And I, I mean, like, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to like make your ego out of control or something. But that day I listened to your podcast with Hannah mm-hmm. and you guys talk about that, like the process of how do you get some stuff on stage and you try it and it doesn't work. And you yeah. very much realize like for me, that was a joke I wrote a year ago. Yeah. And I think I probably tried a year ago and I probably tried it seven months ago. And I, those are the two times I've touched it, but I've done it in my head yeah. a million times. And I've thought like, Maybe if I change this structure, do this, or put it in this order. I was about to say, you probably, like, have been going through this. I was I was yeah. literally going to say, like, a year ago, you may not have been able to do it the same oh, way. Oh, I was but not now good you've been, enough and then to do it a year ago. And spelt that hole out. You, were, you literally went through that. Yeah. I also don't, like, I was good enough to do it on Tuesday. I don't know if I'll be good enough to do it next week. But it was one of those things where I listened to your podcast and you guys were talking about that. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's like they're daring me. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Kelsey, so I was like, I'm going to go. It's got to be scruffy. It's, it's, I got to do it. And I was, I looked to Kakuna before and I was like, I'm so nervous. And she was like. You said you? that to me, too. And I was like, why? Everyone's and like, I didn't know you were doing yes. new material. And everyone's that... like, what are you talking about? And not only was I doing new material, but. I wanted to chicken out so bad because of those dudes. They were it was an intimidating audience. But that's like you can only do it. Like if you're if you want to do something and you're scared about doing it, you have to do it. Yeah. And that's what I think where that I was like truly like shaking. That's dope though. Like you still went up because like I said, I felt the energy behind it. And it was such a real honest story. Yeah. To where like no one else I feel like you jumped out of a plane. Like you didn't even know how it would land. (laughs) Yeah. And you were like, I was very nervous. I I had no clue what it was gonna freak out. But it sounds like you landed. You know, it sounds like I was to the point where you were happy with it, you know. Oh, I was so happy. Which is most important. When it comes to one of those kinds of bits, like one of those kinds of premises where it is a personal thing, like it really shouldn't even matter sometimes how the crowd receives it. And a hundred percent it was not polished. And that's, that's like the thing I, I, I was laughing so hard. That's the thing for me that I like to balance. Like that story needs anger in it. For sure. But you also can't go on stage and just be screaming at people. Like it still has to be a joke. It's, uh, yeah, it definitely. And that, like, I feel like I, the, I kind of struck like that very chaotic anger energy, but still started it off. With all my easy shit to yeah. win people over. Was, and then I was like, oh, you fucking jerk off in people's faces. 
wanted the best part was those seven guys. When you started getting real, like it was just a change oh in the God. in the room where it was like you I don't know, you just you just know that it's being honest where yeah. it's like people are like, Oh, this is this is real. <sighs> I'm like um, I'm sweating just like thinking about it. But it was so funny. Though. I also talk about like the feminine urge to um diffuse a situation. I don't know if this even registered with you, but when that was over, I looked to you, because I know you don't, you run a very good mic, but you're not like an asshole about time. You're not like, oh, yeah. oh, oh Kelsey. You were like, she's doing new material. Well, and, if that, and if you're like, and it's Scruffy Murphy's, if you're getting laughs, yeah. I'll let you roll. But I remember looking at you and being like, can I do one more? Because And the reason I asked that is because I was like, I have to go back to something safe. Silly. I have to go back to something safe and like diffuse. And you're like, no, get the fuck off. Like you did it. I think you said something (laughs) like that. No, I just, well, I think it was, uh, I think it was just the energy was so high (laughs) where I was like, there's no way what you're going to say. Whatever this joke, I just didn't, it wasn't that I didn't believe in you. I think it paid off too. No, that's what I meant. Like looking back, I appreciate that so much because you read the situation. Like, You were like, no, she fucking hit it, mm-hmm. and this is great, and let's wrap it up. And for me, it was just that, like, oh, I want to make sure everyone likes me, so I'll do one joke that makes everyone happy afterwards yeah. instead of being being like 100% mm-hmm. confident of, like, oh, I just, like, like, my brain just went into diffuse the situation yeah. and i remember looking at you and you're like uh-uh, uh-uh and i will forever be grateful for that because i got to leave on like a fuck you yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> well and well and yeah because there's points in like sets that i definitely like wish i would have left on yeah or i've seen it so many times where people will be like get an applause break or like get a like have a killer joke and then be like well, my dick. The uh, and you're like, was it worth it? Like you just smashed a joke. Like even I watched a comic. Um, I won't even name drop, but tell a very open, honest story recently, mm-hmm. and crush. And it was like a story that no one else could be able to tell. Yeah. It's from like the life that he actually lived, and everyone was like loving it. Was like this is amazing, and then he just goes in and he's just like, whoa. And then this guy just jerking off. And it's like the next bit's <laughs> about like, a... No. Di- yeah, I'm like, dude. Don't like, do you, it. I give you four minutes <laughs> and you crush for 3.30 and then you have to talk about your dick still? Like, get the fuck out of here. Those dudes, like, in the audience came up and gave me hugs there. Yeah, they were like, we fucking love yeah. you. Sometimes it's just and the like, inner... Yeah. I wonder if they heard it, though. They <laughs> like I wonder if they heard, heard it or if I, they listened. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. No, because I was watching the reaction at one point because it was funny mm-hmm. to see a bunch of like bro dudes that have probably been in some iffy situations <laughs> yeah. and watch a woman talk about an iffy situation that yeah. she was a part of. So I I don't know. I thought it was. I thought they. I mean, they also had fun. Too. They were respectful yeah. while I was on stage for mm-hmm. sure. They were. It was. I was nervous as all get out, especially when I started, when I was, like... Into the new material. Asking them, like, oh, is that... <laughs> what do you like? <laughs> it's just... It is. Well, and, like, like that... Went. Yeah, that story alone, like, it already has... It's it's a solid three acts. 
you, like it'll be it'll be great and I'm like, um, yeah thank you it'll be I'm great. stoked it worked but yeah. oh yeah but like without it there to, to like long story short or short story long yeah I talked to my therapist about it the next day and was like oh I fucking crushed last night <laughs> and she was like okay well what was the joke and <laughs> like it never works this isn't what we're here for but yeah. sure and I was like oh yeah did I ever tell you I sexually assaulted <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about that and not your set? Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, I've like got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've already processed We're it. We're, and it's gonna come out great. You don't even you're not even gonna laugh at it, lady. That's funny. Oh Lord. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, long anyways, well back to um eighteen nineteen. <laughs> you started thought <laughs> you meant eighteen nineteen, like I was very old. No. <laughs> 1819. Yeah. Kelsey was doing. This is the uh, character portion yeah. where we all get into revolutionary yeah. outfits. Talk this about is... insecurities. I'm immediately like, are you calling me old? Like, fuck you. 1819. That would be so old. Yeah, that would be. That's so old. It's funny because I made fun of the last guest for being old. Yeah. Jeff Cohen. I just said. Oh, yeah. I think he has you beat. I said when I picture him as a child, it's in black and white. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Um, anyways. You were talking about OCD. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, 18, 19 yes. years old. Were there any specific flare-ups yeah. in the beginning that you were, like, recognizing this is, like, different behavior? Yeah. I truly felt not who I was. I, and it was really scary the first time around. And this is why I like to talk about OCD, too, because I I do like get really prickly when people are like, I'm so OCD. It's like, I doubt it. Like, <laughs> like, um, I was crippled <laughs> by it. I didn't laugh. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to think like some of my original fears, basically I was petrified of getting a blood borne disease. So I stopped eating. It's um, always a health. I mean, I've done that for weeks. Yeah. I stopped. I think I lost like 20 pounds in, that's just, nine that's days. crazy. You said irrational mind. fears or were, were something yes. that you dealt with. <clears throat> yeah, OCD. I guess we. if I'm like, you can't say you're OCD, <laughs> I guess I should say what it is. But, yeah, it's, it's a, like, constant irrational fears that you – some people have something called pure O, which is just the pure obsession, which means you're ruminating and the constant, um, like, irrational thoughts are going through your head. And then there's also the OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, where you're then doing compulsions to make yourself feel safe or feel better. So for me, I guess one of my compulsions was I just stopped eating, specifically any food that had something red in it. What? Because <laughs> I thought it was blood. Oh. So I just stopped eating. And so, like, my parents would give me food, and then I would throw it away, and they would find the food in the trash. And then, obviously, if someone's losing 20 pounds that quickly, you're like, what's going on? I also worked. Like, I always work. I worked yeah. since I was 14 years old. So the job thing was weird because I was very afraid of basically any – germ like i would see a trash can and just assume there was some deadly disease in there waiting for me to bump into the trash can like one of those medical trash cans in a <laughs> yes. hospital just full of contaminants yeah so i remember at work i it, the compulsion or like the fear was that i would knock into a 
a um, trash can. And the compulsion for me then was just to ask everybody constantly, did I touch that? Did I touch that? And I worked in an ice cream store. So I would like scoop a scoop of ice cream and go bring it to a customer and then it, like harass all the other 17 year olds that work there and was like, did I bump into the trash can? Did, did I bump? Do you think there's HIV in the trash can? Do you think there's a used needle in the trash can? Do you think someone jerked off in the trash can? Like it was just so bonkers. Definitely when I started, it I was, was going to say, have you, did you ever go through the trash can? But that sounds I like have. the worst fear yeah. of all, like facing mm-hmm. it, like looking through the thing that you fear the most. I have in my life for, and not in a good way, not in like, I'm going to face my fears and do the scary thing in a way where it's just like, I, you just get caught in these loops. So it was like, maybe I had, I was nervous about bumping into this trash can. So I had to ask so-and-so and then I asked so-and-so. And then I I would look at it and, and I would always gauge my distance to something and be like, well, if I'm this far away, then there's no way I'll just avoid it. Like I'll avoid walking there. And uh, that eventually just turns into like, you don't, you don't trust anything. You don't trust anything in your brain, which then compels you to like, well, I might as well see what's in the trash can because your brain's already telling you the worst thing happened. Oh, it's horrible. It's so yeah. gross. It's so, so gross. And how old were you when you worked at the ice cream shop? I started there when I was like 14, 15 years old. So I had been there for a while. And that's when like the OCD was strong and you didn't even. So these are just like kid thoughts almost that you've taken too far. Yeah. And so, yeah, a big one was like at home, not eating, being at work and being petrified of touching anything. It got to the point where I was also afraid of touching just anybody so, what? like, in my family or at work, I was just like, don't come near me. Don't oh, come man. up that to sucks. me. What, what about, you said something about hand washing. Yeah. Does that go into that? <laughs> it does. Wait, is, like this before, is this the before the mono thing? No, this I is all get back after the, mono. This is after the yeah, mono. Yeah, this is all after mono, okay. 100%. Um, I was just wondering if you had those tendencies before the mono and then that flared. There's signs. Like, there's definitely signs. Like, when I was a little baby kid, and you know when you're a kid and you go to sleepovers and stuff, Mm -hmm. I would go to sleepovers, but I could never sleep because I thought that my house would catch on fire and then if I wasn't home, my entire family would die. But if I was home, I'd be able to wake them all up and be like, you know, I'd, like, save the day and be a hero (laughs) and be like... Bye. <laughs> like, I saved y'all. And it was just like those, like every, oh, I meant to look up the stat before I came, but it's something, no one quote me on this, but it's something crazy, like of the millions of thoughts we have a day, I think 70 of them are negative. And then it's, but most. And those are the ones that we recognize the most, though. Yeah. It, it, but you should also be able to be like, all right, like, have you ever thought of something insane? Where in your head you're. Like, oh, did I just run someone over or did I do this? And yeah. you're very easily able to be like, no, I didn't do that. And I, you move on. I have it with red lights. I go through okay. gr- I go through green lights all the time. Yeah. But And I blame it on being a stoner. <laughs> I'll inform you of my short few OCD orders me, that yeah. I still just came like, no, it's because I smoke too much weed. <laughs> um, okay, I go so through, do you want to know the stat real quick? Stat oh, yes. Of, according to the National Science Foundation, an average person has about... 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Okay. And of those, 80% are negative. Wow. Oh, 80%. 
80 yeah. percent are negative and 95 are repetitive repetitive so you only crazy. have five you, original thoughts a day isn't that crazy huh and huh. then with OCD, you just really go down the wormhole. Like, yeah. And instead of having a repetitive thought of, like, did I lock the door? You just, I mean, there have been days where I stand at my front door for two hours and I'm just like, did I lock it? Did I lock it? Did I lock it? Did I lock it? So, yeah, that's I also... go to my car. I, I'm like, oh, I don't think it's locked. I go back to my car. Did I lock it? Did I lock it? It's, it's bizarro. It's yeah. so bizarro. Um, so locking the door is one of mine. I get, oh, yeah. I get three blocks away, and I'm like, holy shit, I didn't lock the door. Yeah. It's um, almost worth it just to walk back, make sure it's locked, and then feel more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, I've started doing a little whistle when I lock the door. <gasps> so I lock the door, and I go. So you remember. And so then when I get three blocks away, and I just go. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's a, it's a weird one because I still just blame it on being a stoner. I'm not, I haven't even admitted to this OCD thing. Um, well, I, but you I, might have me thinking. Yeah. You might have me thinking. Um, well, it's, it's probably one of those things where it's like people have different amounts of yeah, things. Yeah, for sure. Right? I mean, I'm not. To, where to, be, to be even diagnosed, it probably has to be an over-consuming yeah, I, amounts of your personality. A 100% agree that we all have those things Tendencies. that we have magical thinking around or irrational fears around. I think with OCD, the definition is that it has to essentially like take up, I think it's like three to 12 hours of your day. Like, so yeah. if you're standing in front of, if you're doing the whistle thing for three hours, <laughs> <laughs> go see a therapist. If yeah. you're doing the whistle thing and you're like, that's not super necessary, but it's going to, make me not five minutes late to something, uh-huh. then do it. Do you think the original, like, super superstitions came from, like, an OCD compulsion Probably. where it was like, I have to touch this thing three times or else Probably. the devil's going to get me? Or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, or, like, my whistle thing yeah. is, like, the one person's touched the doorknob three times yeah. thing. Well, I've talked to another comic who is diagnosed with OCD, and he, him and I were like, it was one of my first big shows ever. Like I was featuring for him. Yeah. And he talks about OCD in his act and I do as well. And so we were talking afterwards and we were kind of like, like trading secrets. And he had a locked door thing and I had a locked door thing. So he was like, oh, you know what I do is I just um, twist the handle and jump against the door so violently. <laughs> <laughs> That by the time he's in his car, he's like, oh, well, my shoulder hurts, so I know. That's so funny. And I was like, oh, I just film it. I film it now. Like, I will film myself locking the door. So then if I... You have evidence. (laughs) (laughs) And then, I mean, I could talk forever, but that's also the therapy for OCD. is called exposure response prevention therapy. So in that instance, the exposure therapy would be don't film it. Don't go back and check. No matter how sick to your stomach you feel, don't do it because you have to retrain your brain. That's like, the version of facing the fear. <clears throat> yeah, not you, looking in the trash can. You ha- yeah, it's not looking in the trash can, eating the goddamn Subway sub with tomatoes on it. Oh. You know, like... No, and- <laughs> no marinara. No, nothing red. No and Twizzlers. There was a point where I was seriously like standing in the corner of my room. I was afraid to put clothes on in case clothes had stuff. It was seriously my my parents didn't think I'd be able to leave the house. They live, were like, "Live on your own." Yeah, they were like, "Okay, well, we 
And you guys know me now. I It's just so vastly yeah, different. different. My parents were like, like, I just applied to colleges. I had gotten into a college in Chicago. And they were like, well, she's going to be an adult who lives at home. And it was during that whole time where I didn't, I was just so scared and, and not myself the whole time. And I did end up going to college. And it was, talk about, like, a bit of exposure therapy. But I remember coming home for Christmas break and seeing my really good friend Maddie, and she told me, a jo- and I had been in therapy and was on medication at that point to, like, help with the therapy. And her and I hung out, and I remember I started laughing. Like, she said something, and I started laughing, and she burst into tears. And I was like, what? Why are you crying? Like, that was funny. And she was like, Kelsey, I haven't heard you laugh for two years. And I was like, oh, shit. Things got bad. And I think part of my coping mechanism is just, like, my memory is really hazy around it. Because yeah. it's like, why? I, yeah, I, yeah. Why would I want to, rem- why would I want to remember not laughing for two years, you know? Even but. your friend seemed to have lost, thought she lost you for a second, probably. <clears throat> like, getting I mean, my you back, hearing family, that. Yeah. brother, oh my god, my younger brother, I can't, because, you know, he would have been, like, 15 when I was 17, and I think he was just, like, not only because he was scared, I think he was just, like, who is this lunatic? Yeah, I was going to say, do you think you were crazy? Get her out of my fucking house, yeah. you know? But. um, And yeah. you and in the moment, you didn't even realize that you weren't, like, laughing. It was almost like no. a brainwash. Yeah. Do you think that was the medication or do you think that was the OCD? Oh, that was the OCD. That was the OCD. That was Where me. you were just terrified, basically? Just terrified constantly. Constantly. Because I was never present. Like, I was never... You were I always think, in a, your thoughts. ...available to laugh. Because yeah. if you told me a joke, I was thinking about something that had happened three hours ago yeah. and just replaying that memory over and over and over and over and over That's again. so exhausting. Sure. Yeah. Oh, and then the hand-washing thing... Yeah, like, oh, man, <laughs> this was, this would have been mostly in high school and college. I haven't done this for ages because of exposure therapy and stuff. But I would go through an entire bottle of soap in a day. A so, day? Yeah. Were your hands, like, dried out? Oh, yeah, my hands were, like, bloody stumps. <laughs> they would bleed. <laughs> poor yeah. Hands. Your poor hands. I lived in Chicago. Like, Chicago just winters. dry. Dry hands that just, I washed a million oh. times. And it's just, like, and, if, and you know, irrationally, you look at that, and you're like, that doesn't make sense, because if you have open wounds on your hand, you're more likely. Yeah. To get some yeah. germs in there. What what age was the hand washing thing? You said that was college. That would have that was one of the like first signs. Like one of the first ones was hand washing. Undeniable. So this was in your teenage teenage it would have years. Been, yeah, I bet that was like senior year of high school and freshman sophomore year of college. Damn. Yeah. So college was where you really addressed a lot of these things. Yeah, like I was yeah. it because of friends, like people around you that noticed, or was it? At that point, it was family. Like, that was truly my mom being like, you are going to therapy right now. And I did. I started going to therapy every week. And then I did start, like, a low dose of Lexapro at the time to help. And it did. I think the scariest thing, like, looking back then is I just, like, truly thought that was it for the rest of my life. You had accepted it. Yeah. Yeah. And now, like, I still get... Well, at the point, you probably didn't even know it was treatable. Yeah. 
You, you didn't even know what it was. I was like, what is happening? I this think in so general, weird. the stigma. <laughs> Why am I afraid of I XYZ? Like, the, it's... Literally, your story helps a lot of people in the fact that they... Like, I feel like the stigma has been squashed a lot about addressing mental issues. Yeah. Um, maybe too far. But at least, like, we know their issues. And we yeah. know that people can treat them. And in fact, you're, you become... Sometimes better to those around you and yourself if you do treat these issues, yeah, and, and addressing them. Like it's healthier to acknowledge the mm-hmm. issue rather than just trying to do whatever you can. Exactly. Coping. Exactly. Yeah, doctors are important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um. Do you yeah. think? Do you think religion had any part to play with your OCD? Oh yeah. Oh, this is a fun one. This is what? a. What? So I was born and raised Catholic. I'm not Catholic anymore, which is like to clarify. Um, uh, I'm not. We don't judge here. <laughs> Come I, in, we're open. <laughs> that's true. That's true. It's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's just been a process. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure Jeff was in a cult. Yeah. So as long oh, as. He kind of started telling me that story. <laughs> no, he. Okay. Well, anyway, that, that's a whole you'll other, have to listen to that's the a whole episode. other story. I but, yes. but yeah. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> No, okay. Oh, this is like to Austin your question earlier too. This was this would have been way earlier. Yeah. This would have been grade school. So, born and raised Catholic school, sex is bad. If you have sex, you die. It's, uh, I believe that thoroughly. <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer of that. <laughs> if and... you have any sex, you will get pregnant immediately. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I Austin's know. having so much sex so he can go to hell. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my main goal. That's I'm like this stage. is the only thing I got. It's all this sex. Hopefully, it gets Do me there. It. Um, so raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. And I remember this, this story to me is funny, but some of these things I'm like, Oh God, I can't believe I ever did that. And I can't believe I'm saying it out loud. Okay. We'll we'll paint a picture. How how old are we talking? Context helps. I was seventh grade. grade. However old you are in seventh grade, (laughs) Catholic school, I had had sex ed in fifth grade and still didn't know what the hell it was. I was masturbating at that time. But I didn't know what I was doing, you know? Like No one does. <laughs> like, I knew if I rubbed my crotch against the arm of a couch, like, something beautiful and magical would happen. <laughs> but I didn't know yet that that was also, like, the feeling you would have if you had sex. sex yeah. So I was just like, this is great. Um, is and anybody <laughs> else doing this? This arm couch thing? Is anybody else? Oh, my God. And at the time... Um, so I, I, it was the time where Usher was really big. <laughs> Don't bring him into the. So I was Usher listening. is still huge. Yeah, yeah. But the my sexual awakening was to his eighty seven oh one album, and I was just like, God, how does this make me feel this way? I don't. But okay, so then Catholic school one day, seventh and eighth graders have a. Not like a pep rally, but like, um, you know, everyone gets together in the cafeteria for a speaker yeah. or whatever. And the speaker was there and she was she was basically like, if you masturbate, you're going to hell. Like masturbation is premarital sex. It's a mortal sin. Uh-huh. Do not do it. And it was like a whole afternoon to like the seventh. <laughs> she doesn't grade. have forty five <laughs> minutes to burn on fucking why you shouldn't masturbate. And of course, all the eighth grade boys are like giving her hell as they should. 
And in my little brain, it's starting to sink in like, oh, I think that's what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> I must be it sitting. Just, it like, on you. I'm like, oh, this is a sex thing. Like, this is what I'm doing. So then, of course, I'm not going to stop masturbating. <laughs> no. <laughs> but then I would just, whenever I would masturbate, I would pray a rosary after. Oh, as, oh yeah. I mean, I think I, that, yeah. You so, still and, do that? I mean, <laughs> everyone should, I think. <laughs> that is a funny thing where you're like, nope, this will cure it. Well, I was convinced that to punish me, God would make me pregnant. So I was like, <laughs> "This is that's." I mean, like, you uh, you so I like how you're like, no, OC didn't didn't kick in until fourteen, but I didn't have irrational fears of re- like religious brainwashed irrational fears. That I like how <laughs> it sounds like you uh, you got it bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I see what you did there. Can we say it for people who don't know? That's an Usher song. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, I mean, that's, so anyway, just, I won't, I won't interrupt. No, that's quick. I mean, that's yeah. the story. I figured out it was a sin. I thought if I masturbated, I would get pregnant. I was still masturbating, so 28701, so then I would just. Children trust adults so much and when they tell us shit like that you you believe it yeah yeah and my parents aren't very religious but they also were never talking to me about sex like we had the one talk and then that was it yeah and part of that talk was me asking my mom well what does it feel like meaning like what does a penis feel like and i was like is it hard or soft and she was like well it's kind of you know can go both ways and i was like oh. <laughs> and i was like honest i and I was like oh like a hot dog and she was like yep and she just thought it'd be uh, she in that way was like oh i just scarred my daughter forever now she's gonna every penis she sees she's gonna think it's a hot dog but it, it's like no we don't have to worry about that we have to worry, we have to worry about magical pregnancies god is spiting me and, immaculate conception yeah. i like how i mean you thought that he had that much, like, just, I'm keeping my eye on this one, this one young woman. OCD is a very self-important disease. Like, all of a sudden, you are yeah. 100% the center of the universe. Well, that's, like, a tough habit to break, too. I mean, even with the last few years, people are like, this is, I, I, my life's worse than everyone else's. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we, we're, all, we're all suffering right now. Don't worry about it. Well, then I remember I somehow got my hands on a plan B, and I was like, oh, nice. well, now I have plan B. I don't have to do That'll the rosary anymore. Like, oh, that was. Medication. Like, Thank God I don't have to pray. Thank God I don't have to pray anymore. I got this magical pill. Oh, Who knows how that works, but thank goodness. Then my mom found it, and she was like, what is. And, you know, we had, we had sat down. Stash. We sat, She found it in the trash, and we, like, sat down, and we had a serious conversation she was like kelsey if you're having sex that's okay i just want to make sure you're doing it safely and with someone who respect like it was a really yeah. she approached it well and i was just like oh no you know like i masturbate <laughs> <laughs> she was like bitch we're going to the OBGYN <laughs> right now <laughs> like, that's, that's so funny that's so, not how shit works <laughs> <laughs> i like how you confess to her you're like no i'm masturbating <laughs> like She's like, excuse me? <laughs> like, what do you think I, masturbating is? Like, it's fine to be horny, but don't be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. 
designed to be horny. So absurd. That is, oh, I Lord. mean, um, I uh, I had a weird. Uh, I never thought I was pregnant yeah. from masturbating because I, <laughs> I never. <laughs> but I mean, I had an uh, interesting upbringing where my um, my mother had bought me um, a couple Playboys yeah. in a penthouse, and was like, "This is." This is sex, basically. Yeah. And so I was, like, not encouraged. I was basically encouraged to masturbate. I think that's fine. And it was, like, I mean, it was was basically, like, have a healthy outlet. Yeah. Or do it. Learn learn to do it now so you're not doing it (laughs) where you're not supposed to, you know? And I was never. Yeah. And I was never raised religious. Yeah. So, like, that wasn't part of, um, I mean. Yeah, we had well, the, a I had a very open, honest okay. um, household where the my way mom, the church paints it is weird. It's like God has a webcam on us. Yeah, when yeah. we're like in the shower doing that well, moment and like, when you're playing with things, and yeah. it's like, well, God's watching that. He's yeah. Such a creep. And like I said, <laughs> to think that he had like to worry about you. Yeah, <laughs> you're like God. He specifically was watching me every night. He was on donating four to zero that. Four zero four one drive. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> um well like when you were boys teenage boys were like I, I have i've one of my best friends will joke about when he was a kid like before he kind of realized that he just stuck his dick in everything he mm-hmm. was like i stuck my dick in the fridge i stuck my dick in the couch i stuck it like anywhere i could I put it. it yeah yeah and like now he's kind of embarrassed about that and i'm like well that's silly because we all you know i humped the couch you put your dick in the fridge like i uh yeah i i got <clears throat> called out by my mom because i stuck my dick in the whole Vaseline jar. <laughs> didn't even didn't even scoop a little out. Just left a fucking hole in the Vaseline jar. Like it had been cored out. Like a fucking drilling tank. <laughs> like a drilling tank had gone through the Vaseline jar. Oh, and my mom just like popped the lid and was like, yo, you stick your dick in this? <laughs> like it was obvious. I was yeah. like, yeah. Like yeah. a mold? Like a mold? No, so like a Vaseline jar, it has like a cap. Like it's like a... Yeah. It's a jar, and it has a cap that's mm-hmm. big enough you could put your dick in to the thing. And <laughs> I so, like the sound And it was like, it wasn't like. even cool. It wasn't even cool, like, master masturbation. It was just like, this is a mess now. I gotta yeah. clean it up. Shower can't even get Vaseline off. You have to, like, <laughs> fucking pressure wash that shit. <laughs> that probably maybe felt good. I, I don't know. It was, no, it was like, it, no, it's like a boxer coating his fucking eyebrows <laughs> just so it doesn't get damaged next time he gets punched. Um, but, oh, yeah, so my yeah. mom was just like, well, this is your Vaseline yeah. now. Like, you stuck your dick in it. <laughs> like, you're able to use the rest of it, but no one else is going to put nope. this anywhere on their body. No. Nope. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just like, yo, dude, you stick? And I was like, yeah. Awesome. Well, you, I heard that it was cool. I heard the Vaseline was yeah. like, uh, no, not, not, it wasn't that cool. I mean, especially that much Vaseline. It was too much. <laughs> I remember asking my dad, well, I was in a, like a, hanging out with a bunch of friends and we were mm-hmm. about to go to a laser light show of the Backstreet Boys. Oh, wow. If that dates this at all. Uh-huh. And uh, all my friends were older and they're all talking about porn and I had no clue what it was. So I'm just like sitting around in this. Mm-hmm. We all get into the car. We're on the way there and I'm like, hey dad, what's porn? <laughs> <laughs> and like all my friends are like smacking me like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. And uh, 
he was like, what? And I'm just like, a corn? What's corn? And he was like, you're so silly. And I think he definitely heard me, but didn't want to have to talk about it. Yeah, and yeah. I had just found a cover up to make it keep going. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But I remember that one. Well, I mean, even, I mean, the corn. It wasn't Vaseline, but. Yeah. I don't know, probably three, four years ago, Pornhub got me on April Fool's Day. How? You, uh, I I went on to it went on to Pornhub. I didn't even remember it was April Fool's Day, uh-huh. and they had changed it to Cornhub. It was all <laughs> and it was just like videos of corn being processed, <laughs> corn in the fields, for like forty five seconds. I was like, "Who's jerking?" You, did you get into it? No, I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Who's jerking off to these corn videos?" And it was like the recommended video. I was like, "What the fuck is?" And then and then it dawned on me that yeah. it was April Fool's Day. It was like the only April Fool's Day joke that was played on me was like okay. Pornhub. I was like, "You guys are good. That's yeah. funny." It hits in Nebraska, dude. I bet. Yeah, I bet. Corn, corn porn. Um, corn porn. Well, just like <laughs> real quick sidebar. I've I think this is a great idea. I don't know if I'll have kids, but if I have a kid, I've heard what parents are doing now is they buy their kids. Um, like magazines, so that they have that before they go onto the internet. And yeah. Then, yeah, it's like a soft. My mom. I mean, I remember asking a few times, "Hey, can I? Will you buy me a Playboy or whatever?" Yeah. And she, yeah, one time just came back from the grocery store and she like tossed it in my room. Oh my god! Now one of my favorite and it was things, like yeah, even as an adult, is to be like, "Dad, I watch this great porn." And he's like, <laughs> 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 um, that's, yeah. "Well, and it's it's uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was a nice introduction to like, I mean, I think women. My mom was uh, I think." She didn't. I don't know if she knew she was like a core feminist, mm-hmm. but definitely that of the sort. Badass, like yeah. built. I mean, built garages. Like had. She was a. She was a badass yeah. woman. Um, but I don't think she realized that one time. I remember the Lorena Bobbitt incident. Oh yeah. She told me that's what happens when you disrespect a woman is <laughs> you get your dick cut off and thrown out of a moving vehicle. I love your mom. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking she grabbed the dude at Taco Bell once by the tie and told him to stop fucking around and making uh, insulting the older generation. Where <laughs> 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 three of us boys we were in Taco Bell. We're all fucking waiting to get our bean yeah. burrito and this dude's like insulting this old lady because she like count can't count count can't count change properly or something like that and so then my mom just like reached across the counter and just yanked him in was like hey you need to show a little respect and me and my and me and my brothers were like you fucked up dude we've been there (laughs) (laughs) like you idiot I remember my mom. Yeah, I remember the. I remember my mom introduced me to the finger. She flipped someone off on the highway, mm-hmm. and we were all like, "What was that, mom?" She's <laughs> <laughs> all nothing. She yeah, but it was like still an honest. Like I've always been like swear. Like swear words were never like real bad. Mm-hmm. There was a few that my mom didn't um, approve of. Yeah, and you had to make sure to stay away from, which makes sense. Yeah, but also there's just insults or bad words that aren't even good. Yeah. Or just like not in the right place, right time, which I've learned. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so you, uh, what was like introduction to pornography? When was like? Oh. When did you cut back on the armchair? <laughs> <laughs> when was like? When did I learn how to for real yeah, masturbate? Like, I mean, the imagination's always like a great yeah, yeah, thing yeah. to be able to work with, oh, especially. Man. But 
when uh, I, I will mean, say, as I moved into high school, th- I still had some magical thinking around, <laughs> um, like how how you were actually able to get pregnant. Like, I had a boyfriend at the in high school. <laughs> it was cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> brag. Uh, I got my first kiss at seventeen. Don't Way worry, guys. <laughs> um, and there were still things that made me nervous about like being intimate with him that I had no need to be nervous over like semen through the jeans like can't get you pregnant what um, <laughs> you know what you're making everyone out? always tells me that <laughs> like you come your pants already yeah it's, yeah no i have a joke about that um about like going on yahoo answers and yahoo is like yeah bitch like that's how i was conceived <laughs> do you guys remember yahoo answers also yeah. God, oh yeah the i garbage i on one time stuff. looked up uh how, like in a i was in astronomy class i looked uh-huh. up how does a star die and it said overdose or you Usually from age or something like that. It's genius. The yeah. sex things on were just complete fear mongering. Like, yeah. But um, that's what the internet runs, runs <laughs> off of. My first porno yeah. ever. My friends bought me um, Edward Penis Hands. No way. Yes. You had a parody porno for your first yeah, pornography? <laughs> Edward Penis Hands? <laughs> It's like the worst. <laughs> and it came with like a big pink dildo. And to this day. Wait, it was like. <laughs> I never know what happened to that. And this is when I still was in high school. So I'm convinced one of my parents found that. and was just like, we don't want to know. And yeah. like either tossed used it, it or tossed it. I don't know. That's so funny. Edward. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That is a scary looking porno. Yeah. What? It, no. Yeah. That this was your is... introduction to porno. I am. Uh-huh. Man. But we watched it as like a joke. Like me and all my friends like watched it in the basement. That's I mean, that's cool. I mean, I like reading. Like there's a book that really got me going. He looks like Jack White. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he does. I remember I remember reading porn. Yeah. The penthouse had a forum. Ooh, cool. And it was like erotic stories. Yeah. I read I read Fifty Shades of Grey in jail. With like twelve other dudes <laughs> really? surrounding me. Did you pass it around and like people? No one else wanted to read it. I was like hard around a bunch <laughs> of other dudes. I was like this, this is rocking. You guys, has anyone else read this? God, we should have recorded that as a podcast, dude. Just, just f- a bunch of guys in jail reading Fifty Shades of no, Grey. Yeah, just you one can guy. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> just one guy. One guy. Oh, reading. you weren't in a book club. Everybody no, else. No one else. I, like I, said, I just imagined everybody else was doing it too for some oh reason. They're lost. Um, so and you then, would read porn and or just like in books, like oh, yeah. there's this book called Atonement, and still to this day, there's like three pages in that. So I'm like, oh baby, you yeah. know, like. But then I, even I've I've always <laughs> to my core been the biggest fucking dweeb. I tried real hard. OCD kind of ruined that for me too because when I was early in high school, I was fucking badass i like wanted to be punk and i was like going to punk shows all the time and like moshing and then you when you get ocd you can't mosh if you're afraid of touching people yeah or and then i was just like okay i guess i'll like taylor swift now or something like ocd (laughs) is making me like shitty music i don't know (laughs) i can't go to vans warp tour anymore i'm fucking pissed but um so i'm a nerd punks are carrying diseases Yeah. yeah for sure but um 
I like have been at a show. I was like a, a 15 year old at a show and like a grown man was pissed and like punched me in the face. And I was just like, <laughs> right around. Like, like I thought that made me cool. I don't know. It did. <laughs> I watched did. a guy lose a tooth at a Christian rock show once. Oh, and then he that. like looked at, grabbed his buddy and was like, dude, I just lost my tooth at the basement <laughs> show. And like, I have a, this is like pre me trying to be like punk rock. This was um, like email Kelsey, but. One of my first concerts was in Good Charlotte, and I, the drummer, like, threw the drumsticks out into the audience, and I tried to grab it, and, like, a grown man, I'm, looking back, he was probably older 20s, but he fought me for that drumstick, and I still have a scar on my pinky from, like, fighting, he won, he, he got it. He talks about when he whooped up that girl <laughs> at the Warped Tour. Oh, the that was at the Do Tour, actually, nice. <laughs> I'll let you know. Um Oh, no, but back to porn. Then when I got into college, I just remember asking all my guy friends, like, can you guys, they would literally, like, put porn on DVDs for me and be like, no here way. you go. And it was, like, the pirate ship porn, like, it's so funny you had dudes burning <laughs> porn wire. for you on the yeah. wire kind of stuff. Yeah, Fair share. yeah. And then my friends and I would like pass it around, talk about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> porn club, like a book club. That's so funny. And then you know, then you get into like the internet porn. And now, um, I mean, not to sound like a complete bitch, but I, I do try and pay for all my porn now. Really? That's, that's, yeah. That's dope. interesting. It, from like an ethical standpoint. Yeah. Totally, yeah. And I, God, I really sound well, like the worst becomes, right no, now. No, 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 no. Because if, <laughs> if it, I mean, everybody regrets it afterwards. That's like a normal thing. You're like, fuck, that was disgusting. I can't believe I just did that again. And then, but if you pay for it, yeah. you feel well, at least you contributed. And there are like certain female directors who direct porn and you can pay for it and like the actors basically can do whatever they want like if you yeah. want to wear a condom you can if you don't want to. it's like all actor driven and it's the a female-run company and i'm like and whenever i say that to people who are like oh so it's just like romantic and i'm like fuck you like no no there's it's well yeah. laura literally looks up the category of consensual like oh, that, that's she loves yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, even the category. I mean, there's now a full category that's like one of the biggest ones. It's just called porn for women. Yeah, and it's just like more, I guess, passionate or I think the stigma's driven. also gone a yeah, lot for women for sure. watching. Yeah. Well, and we've all got want. our we've all got our things in in porn for sure. Yeah, and I like the one I love. I'll shout it out for all the women <laughs> listening. But it's called X Confessions. And essentially what people do is they write in like their fantasy oh. and then she'll create it. So you're getting all different, like you're getting a lot of gay porn, you're getting group sex, you're getting solo stuff, you're getting private, public, <laughs> on a motorcycle, in a water. Like it really, you can go anywhere with it because it's all these different people being like, hey, this is what I want to see. That's what porn should be. And then she makes it and it's pretty badass. Yeah. One of the only yeah. um, only fans that I've like paid for and mm -hmm. really in like, I guess invested time into. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I'll shout them out. It's called Sparks Go Wild. Okay, and it's just a couple who like adventure vlogs, Hell yeah. <laughs> and it's like hot sex on top of like the mountainside where they could get caught or whatever. So yeah. it's like risky public <laughs> totally. sex, but like on the backpacking trip or like yeah. on the. 
on the side of the road in their Hashtag van or whatever. Van life. Um, <laughs> yeah, they were. Like, I mean, that was like the first. You got your van. Yeah. As as, oh. oh yeah. Inspiration. <laughs> yeah. So uh, shout out. Starting only. No, I'm not. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I can't live the lifestyle if yeah. I don't have all the equipment. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, a, and it is like a weird, um, it is like a weird subgenre that I didn't really like, but I like adventuring yeah. and I like to be out in the woods. Yeah. But then to like, I don't know. Yeah. It was a, it was something that I didn't think. And just to watch the same couple have yeah. sex a bunch of times over it's again fun. and, and you're along with yeah. them on the journey. Yeah, you're yeah. basically like now I'm invested into these two. <laughs> I, I follow and a couple I, on OnlyFans yeah. or Chatterbait. They're on yeah. Chatterbait. And I and I like I'm just like, oh what are you guys doing these days? Yeah. <laughs> hey, how's life? <laughs> Still got the dog that wandered in every once in a while. I loved when he did that. I'm yeah. afraid of falling in love with a porn couple and needing to do a podcast with them though. Yeah. Oh. I mean, like you guys should really, you know, this is a whole nother market that you guys haven't yeah. really considered about. That would be so fun. It would I'm you can promote yourself well, and I give know, a full like, scope of who you are. Yeah. People can fall in love and even a whole nother way. <laughs> um Well I think yeah, I mean I think Pornhub has like a few podcasts underneath it and stuff That's now cool. i've thought about putting i mean i have like clips even that we've talked about like the Pornhub comments which is yeah. like one of the most supportive places you yeah. could ever be it's crazy like uh, I've, yeah. I've just seen people have full conversations yeah uh, like uh, addressing even issues i mean like, there's a lot of really cool reddit <laughs> threads of like what i'm i'm sure you guys know that but like uh I, there's like a lot of i love reddit for that too. oh i'm a big fan of reddit it's like hey i'm looking like right now i want to see nipple play and this and yeah. both are coming and da 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 <laughs> and then you just have like a plethora of like oh here's my here's yeah. the list i keep at all times what's your <laughs> what's your normal reddit page look like mostly it's murder stuff murder stuff yeah, like um it, like ask Reddit, like, hey, have you ever or spooky? I really like spooky stuff. Yeah, I, I'm into that. The yeah. thrill of watching some, yeah, and especially when it's a real story. Yeah, my Reddit page is way more perverted than that. <laughs> I thought that conversation was going to go two ways. Well, <laughs> well, if we're being honest, yeah. um, this of course is we're being not honest. OCD at all. But over the pandemic, I started another Reddit page. I didn't put porn on, but I just started putting, like, a bunch of nudes on Reddit. Nice. Yeah. It was, like, a, for me, it was, like, a body positivity thing. Like, I wasn't for feeling sure. great about myself. We weren't seeing anyone. And I realized, like, ooh, I don't like this. And then there's, like, a Reddit thread called, like, Normal Nudes. Mm-hmm. And then I found Gone a bunch. Wild. Yeah. 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 It's the same idea. Yeah. And I'm I, a fan. Uh, Sexy Fracks. I'm just, yeah. like. I haven't done it for a while, so anyone out um. there, I, I don't know if <laughs> you you'll gotta find go to me. <laughs> the ones I follow on Reddit. Um, but I have a separate threat. It's like, or a separate yeah, profile sure. that's like sexy um, Kelsey and murder Kelsey. Nice. <laughs> murder. That's tight. Yeah. Um, mostly like. I've seen you murder on stage, so it yeah. lines up. Now I just gotta do porn on stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, I follow like brawless oh, for some yeah, reason, yeah. which is just like women. Not wearing a bra, yeah. and I'm like, this is hot, yeah. Um, but yeah, I follow one that's just like dudes masturbating. I've I've streamed myself Love on that. Chatterbait, yeah, and it was mostly dudes, okay. I think that tuned in. Did it, did you, was it good for you though? I had, I had fun, that's it was what like, I like about you've like, talked that about makes me feel really 
sex like that turns me on yeah it's a performer aspect yeah right it's a performer and the person that like likes to get a reaction out of an audience i don't give a fuck who the audience is yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean it's and like i mean most of the time i would have preferred a female audience because i've only done it like a few few times and and like the comments would be like nice cock bro keep it up dude I'm like, yeah. thanks, guys. <laughs> really, thanks so much. Yeah. I uh, will say, even on the really normal, appreciate it. normal nudes thread, which is which is where I started, and that's, like, very decidedly not sexy. Like, you're not supposed to do angles or anything, because the whole point is, like, everybody's supposed to be beautiful. normal. Yeah. yeah. Take a picture of yourself and... But oh, even, and it's guys and girls. Yeah. Like, it is yeah. normal nudes. It's but just even nudes. with that, like, some dude in Germany became, like, obsessed with me and was like, you're beautiful. And I was like, <laughs> thank you. And I was like, no! <laughs> no, I don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is not what it's about, God. This There's is nothing, for me, not you. Nothing better but than leaving them on red. If we're gonna, <laughs> if we're gonna like, tie all that back into OCD, I appreciate, like, that is, I mean, so you just heard like little I thought I was gonna get pregnant to where I am now. And yeah. I think exposure therapy helped a lot with that where it's just like I don't wanna feel this. I don't wanna feel shame. Well and I was curious about I was gonna ask mm-hmm. did O C D ever um really affect like your pornography or like sex life? Was there times yeah. where O C D where you're like, hey, I gotta stop or well, I, I can't do this. Germs, right? Yeah. Well that's what I was thinking was like yeah. I mean, sex is great, but it's also can be gross, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's a, it's a. I mean, it's fun, but yeah. also. Um. So I was curious, like the thought process or what, you, what you were, I'm almost dealing with, I guess. Yeah. With sex, where you were like, this is, this is germs. This is yeah. gross. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things. I think, I avoided for a long time, or would go like very long. In between, because it just stressed me out. Uh-huh. Because of not rational things. Like, yes, it, sex can be inherently risky. And th- here comes 15 years of therapy. <laughs> yeah. Like, sex is inherently risky, but it doesn't, it's not a moral, it's not a given. Like, I think for me, I used to think, like, if I have sex, there's 100% chance I will get pregnant. Or if I have sex, there is 100%. I was never. It was a, in extremes. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, if I have sex. I will get HIV. Like, it was always the extremes. Like, I don't give a... You did think there was HIV in the trash can. I think there's HIV everywhere, to be fair. (laughs) That's the media. (laughs) Well, now, like, I am very afraid of... Asheville had a a very big um, uh, heroin problem, so there are... A lot of needles. Lots of used needles everywhere. Um, and that freaks you, me out. You started at a school and you were like, teacher aids, <laughs> I don't need this. My therapist would be so, she was like, if my dream, if I could have my dream, there would just be a street full of used needles and you would have to roll around in it. <laughs> this is, what, this is, wait, what? Cause exposure therapy, yeah. you're exposing yourself to your fears. And it's like the chance of you getting HIV from stepping on a used needle is even, like, 0.003%. Oh, thank God, because I didn't know. I mean, I still had that probably fear where I'm like, yeah, yeah any needle's got... Oh, it's gross. Any yeah. needle has HIV. I've or seen hepatitis. Them. Hepatitis. I still, that's funny because I feel like I do have fears that you have, mm-hmm. but yours are... Crippling. <laughs> like, crippling. Yeah, crippling. Yeah. Like, Super Saiyan version of, like... <laughs> super yeah. Saiyan. We're like, yeah... I've, I've, 
Of course. Or there there was like a rabies. There, what's wild about rabies? OCD. You were scared of rabies? <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to hear about rabies. Rabies, or not rabies, OCD. <laughs> goes, it's like it's a, a gopher game. Like you yeah. tamp down the hand washing. Okay, now I'm afraid of, uh, there was another year or two where I was, uh, I stopped driving because I was always worried I ran a baby over on the highway <laughs> and didn't know. I was like, maybe I drove a baby over. So I would just go circle around the block, oh around the block. Is there a squashed baby anywhere, oh you know? Oh, my goodness. And then, okay, so now that's tamped down, and now, like, I don't know, I'm afraid. That's the compulsive yeah. aspect of it, yeah. where it's not obsessive over one specific yeah. thing. It's, it's yeah, like, uh, it moves. It's definitely morphing. It is a smart disease where it's like, oh, you think, <laughs> <laughs> you, think like you got it's me? It's got a lot of variants. <laughs> I like a, a French disease. Oh, oui. <laughs> So yeah, it like went lay into rabies for a few years. I was like, bats are after me. Like I still don't love bats because I'm like, are you gonna give me rabies? Because you they're flying needles. (laughs) Well, it's all these things. Like I don't want to die of rabies. Like that's horrible. Like it is a once you start showing symptoms, like you're a fucking goner. You know. So it's all these big scary things where it's like. So, yeah, with sex, it was a lot of just really having... I mean, I would go to therapists and would just be like, go have sex. Like, yeah. that is your therapy. Like, <laughs> Go get laid, lady. <laughs> yeah, Expose like, yourself. Your exposure therapy. Well, and that's and still, be... and, like, be safe, be respectful. Yeah. Like, make sure it's... But do what you want to do, and we'll talk about how to do it safely. But, yeah, go give... Go, like, give some blowjobs. Yeah. And, get laid and, well, and that, try I mean, some new <laughs> positions and it for sure and i'm grateful for that because it obviously i'm now comfortable talking to y'all about like oh yeah i've run at this and yeah well and it's i mean like i said when you go the i mean anytime i've ever had weird i guess um i mean i've had some weird sexual experiences but mm-hmm. like when it like the energy changes and you're both like a yeah. This is like some it's not happening. Yeah. No, like I don't know if I'm just like and it's usually just being overthinking the situation yeah. or having something completely different on your mind than Yeah. Yeah, no so. or if it's like doesn't you don't or, feel comfortable. It's just, yeah. I've had moments where yeah. it didn't end. Yeah. I didn't you know, I'm yeah. like, "Ah, oh, I'm good." And yeah. Just like, that doesn't make sense. No guys ever like that. Yeah, no. I've <laughs> and I'm left. like, I just don't want this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I realized instantly. Mistake. But it's cool to have a therapist be, and then you go back the next week and she's like, so what How was you that do? <laughs> Yo, girl, tell me about that. <laughs> but you, it, to go from Catholic school where it's like, if you masturbate, you're going to hell yeah. to over the past 15 years working on a thing where like, this is natural. You're an adult woman. You have needs. You're allowed to do what you want. I think too, even in college, sex to me was like, as long as you're in a relationship and that is important to some people but it's not important to me but because of going to catholic school where it's like you save yourself until marriage and then that doesn't happen and then you're like well at least if i'm with someone who loves me and then it's like and i say that mockingly and it shouldn't be that is some people want that and that's completely reasonable and beautiful but i think therapy also helped with like hey you can also 
you don't have to do that. Like you're allowed to explore oh, yeah. well, different kinks and fantasies yeah. and it doesn't make you immoral and like go do it. That and being able to like separate the two. Yeah. I'm not saying I mean, obviously there's a right and wrong way to do it, but yeah. there is times where you don't want to necessarily have those other emotions involved yeah. or yeah, situations where they're just stay in the moment. Mm-hmm. I also think that that aspect brings out different pieces of a person. Yeah. Like I know somebody that has a cousin that like waited till marriage. Yeah. And then once they got sexually active, he became a different person. Yeah. And uh, I've had friends that that's happened. It was, a, yeah, it was due to aggressiveness and like, uh, I mean, it ended in the hospital for the girl. Shit. Like, and it wasn't something that, opened up in him until they were sexually active and it just made him a different person because they had did wait so long and he had a different aspect of like sounds like a bad person oh for sure people who were raised very (laughs) religious and then once you get married and you're like okay we can do it now they don't do it for years because you can't just switch and be like this was the worst thing i could do to now i have to do this to make my husband happy or to make my Such wife happy. Such a silly rule. And so then, like, all of a sudden people get married and they, and then it, and then it's like, oh, well, you can't switch that. I know yeah. people have gotten married and, like, gone for years without having sex. Yeah, that's, that would suck. Ugh, it's the fucking worst. There's suck. a really good book about it. I forget what it's called, but it's by Ian McHugh. Oh, Chessel Beach. And it's about a couple that does yeah. that. And it's like their honeymoon and just like their entire It's just awkward marriage. situations. Just like their entire marriage falls yeah. apart in three days. Because it's oh. like she, yeah. Because it's like what they are not able to communicate what they want. Mm-hmm. They feel shame around what they want. As know. they should. I know. As they should. <laughs> As um, my, well, you know, my health teacher in high school really did say there's no condom for your heart. <laughs> I know. that. I just say that on stage. It's hilarious. My health teacher writes my best punchlines. Yeah. So um, I hate that shit. We've been uh, finished. Is there any questions for uh, me that Ooh. you have that you're curious about? Or what's your um, um, or would like to know? What's your OnlyFans handle? <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> that one I don't. No, no, yeah. no, I'm kidding. Um, I have thought about putting content out as such as, um, but I haven't. No, that I was kidding. I yeah. It's different with a comedy career. Um, yeah, but I do like to show off in other aspects, I guess, in that yeah. way too. Um, I don't know. Is uh, I guess just like what, like what's y'all's real relationship with therapy are you like diagnosed with anything um when i was younger like i said i was given um add Mm -hmm. uh was just basically dosed with like a the 90s ritalin yeah which i mean it it all it did affect me because like i went through a museum later on i was in la and i went through a museum and it was the museum of psychiatry Oh. And they go through like World War One, World War Two, and like the weird, crazy shit that they were just like testing things on. And this was all just like test subjects. Yeah. And then we got into the nineties, and they were like, then we were giving kids these drugs, <laughs> and I was like almost like triggered at this like end of where I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even donate. <laughs> this this poor lady was like, "Are you gonna donate?" I was like, "No, no. I need that last room." <laughs> And so I was also, um, I was also just, uh, given, I was a dumb, 
I just wasn't intelligent. I was put in a lot of special ed classes uh-huh. um, and special uh, learning classes, mm-hmm. which made me feel different than others. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of like, I guess, that was their form of what we think this kid needs. Yeah. And it was always not. I mean, I look back on it. I'm like, obviously, I don't, this isn't the way. Your schooling system isn't built for my, basically, function. Yeah. Where, like, I'm very, because once, like, I didn't appreciate a single class until I actually went to college. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this professor has passion. Yeah. I was like, this guy is actually teaching the subject, and I'm learning something. And what yeah. you're learning, you actually feel like is beneficial. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, for sure. That's and something high school, I realized. Choice and in the... college, I felt like it, it was something I was going to use. Yeah. yeah. Like, I dropped did out. Did you? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I went to school for marketing and did it for, I don't know, like eight years, and I was like, I want to do comedy now. Bye. Uh, <laughs> I went to, some, I went to two semesters of college. But that ties in together. Those, I mean, marketing and comedy, they, I guess, they yeah. do work together. you got to promote. Um. Yeah, I went to two semesters of college and okay dropped out. Started drinking again and dropped out. Gotcha. Um, dropped so out of high a, school. You had a relapse. Yeah. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah. I uh, I stopped drinking at the age of nineteen. Okay. And then I started drinking again when I turned not when I turned twenty one, but when when I was about twenty one. Um, okay. it was after I had turned twenty one. Anywho, and you thought you, you had got sober again. Twenty four. Gotcha. So I, I spent a good three, four years, basically. Maybe, yeah, just okay. hitting it hard. I got arrested three times during those years. Um, it was gross. Okay. But the therapy question is I'm not yeah, yeah. currently involved yeah. in any, or it was always felt like it was pressured yeah. and were, like, put on me because I'm this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it wasn't ever like, hey, do you want? Yeah. My mom made me – my mom did – so. I did some weird – I had an outdoor – there's an outdoor wilderness program oh. that was for, like, troubled youth. Yeah, my brother did that for yeah. a while. Mine uh, was called Ascent. Okay. And my parents worked for this company. Did you like it? I've heard would... differing things. Like, did they take you out of your house in the middle of the no. night? No. Okay. So, oh, okay. I've, I've heard yeah. of those, though. So that's, that's like, a t- my, my, I was in, I lived in that neck of the woods. Gotcha. So it was, like, almost like a test program where they were going to try mm-hmm. to introduce a new like a program basically or a new way Mm. to go about it. So I was almost like involved with that. Gotcha. I mean, I still lived in a teepee for weeks on end. Um, There was a mess yard or mess hall or whatever we would call it for sure. There was a program uh, run by a guy that was like based on the outdoor stuff. And uh, have you ever seen the movie um, Wet Hot American Summer? Yeah. Okay. You know the scene when the like professor walks in and says, I'm looking for the like sciencey kids, you know, the board games, <laughs> yeah. the video games, the, the indoor kids. <laughs> and so the guy started a program called the Outdoor Kids. Oh, you're Because it's supposed me. to be the opposite of those kids. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, my brother for like four or five years worked as a w- wilderness therapy counselor. Yeah. And he loved it, and he's in grad school now to for be sure. – um, but that was, a, that was like state. Uh, like a judge would be like, you're either going to juvie or you're going to this program. For sure. The so, um, uh, Van Gogh, actually, he was in a program, the artist. Like, he was in oh. a program that his therapist, because, uh, like, he was insane. I mean, he cut off his ear. Yeah. Like, he was literally hearing voices and all that stuff. Yeah. His therapy treatment was to go into uh, nature. 
Like it was like a program that was basically, and that's why he painted so many trees oh, and painted so much nature. That. Yeah, and countryside because he was forced to. The Van Gogh Museum was closed when I went to Amsterdam, so. Rip. Didn't know anything. <laughs> um, medication is a weird one, too. Like, I am generally against, like, using someone as a lab rat for meds. On the other hand, for myself, like, there's no way I could, there's no way therapy would have worked as well. Like, I needed both of those things when the OCD was really, really bad to be, like, let's, like, like, <clears throat> it helped the therapy work more. Like, if I could just come down a little bit, and, the, and then the therapy helped more, but um, I, like, go years on, years off. For sure. Yeah. Because I don't love it. I don't want to be on it, but it's also easier now. Like I was saying the first time... OCD happened, I just thought that was going to be my life. And what's nice now is I understand the signs, and I'm like, we're rearing up for a bad one, and then I can, like, get myself. Also, therapy is weird because I've never really done talk therapy. Like, OCD therapy is very exposure, response, prevention. What are you afraid of? The best example I've ever heard, and this isn't mine. I would tell you all if it was, but... Someone was petrified they were going to eat a battery on accident and die. As I mean, that's <clears throat> da- daily occurrence yeah. in the U.S. I mean, I think it's seventeen thousand people a day, randomly. I can't tell if you're being serious, <laughs> <laughs> Evan. How many people Google a day it. eat a battery on accident? But therapy for them was first. They just had to like if you were and I were in therapy and you were my therapist you would just hold a battery. And just, like, that would make me nervous enough knowing it was in the same room. But, yeah, then you hold up to, like, then I have to hold the battery. You should, will you film? I have to put it in my mouth. And, like, that is, that's exposure therapy is you go, okay, like, if this is your fear, what does a, on a scale of 1 to 10 of I'd be okay and I would run out of the room tearing my hair Mm -hmm. out. From 1 to 10, you build it up. To that 10. I feel like you could write an amazing sketch for OCD therapy. Oh, my God. It would be so much fun. You could, you should put that out. Do you guys really want to know yeah. how, many, how many batteries? I do. Each year, more than 3,500 people die of swallowing batteries. I bet it's so many kids. Let's chump change. Let's chump change. Let's get those <laughs> numbers up. Just up this is my shout-out public service <laughs> announcement. If you're not fucking eating batteries, start let's take those triple A's eating to double batteries. A's. Yeah, you want to... Let's double those numbers. <laughs> one let's of, double A those numbers. I'll run through this quick. because, But one of my funniest exposure... I, I've done group therapy, too. Mm-hmm. So I've done individual and group. And group was cool because you got to see what other people were going through. Because, like, you feel crazy, and then you see someone else, and you're like, you're a fucking nut job. But and but it's also like we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And my favorite was the one place I did group therapy was above a um, – it was above a, a daycare. And there were these big windows. And a very, very common type of OCD that luckily, knock on wood, I've been dealt with is – like being af- like being afraid you're gonna rape someone and not knowing and like not be able to stop yourself. So there was a woman in our group therapy who was petrified she was a pedophile. Oh my she was goodness. not. She had never molested or touched a kid. Like it was just her wow. brain. So her exposure therapy would to go be, go downstairs and look at the kid. God <laughs> <laughs> poor woman. 
which I just think is the fucking funniest thing it in is. the world. It's so funny. And like it's all so these funny. parents, like obviously as a parent, you'd be petrified of like an actual oh, and some pedophile. W- and here is a woman in therapy just looking through the window at all your little kids, yeah. like, do I want to fuck them? Do did. I want to fuck them? I don't want to fuck them. Yeah, I just picture some woman that's in the corner of the room just putting off weird energy where she's just like, uh, cringing. Yeah. That's, um, that's hilarious. And yeah. even just not know, like, being afraid oh you're going God. to do it. I know. I mean, like, that's scary what the, the brain is You, like, walk around of. the kids, like, have you seen me before? It's <laughs> also very, like, I remember going home that day and crying and just being like, her life, like, it truly ruins lives. You yeah. know, she never got married. She never had kids. She doesn't go around her sister's. Her, her nieces Niece and, and nephews, nephews yeah. and it's just like it truly can ruin an entire life i mean that's scary. in it deep too mm-hmm. like that's i mean like how do you yeah yeah to come back i guess from that and she's not a bad person like i would like to say like well i think there's something to be said about brains yeah like brains don't work properly all the time no i w- i got very close to somebody who had a lot of issues and it was the first time I had seen somebody struggle. And I was like, oh, you're not doing this on purpose. No. Like, nobody would. Nobody would choose this. It's not attention-seeking behavior. Yeah, it's like, no. Yeah. It, it, and it's even just like, like you wouldn't want this life. Nobody mm-hmm. would. Um, and it, it is a struggle for yeah. a lot of people. It's interesting. <laughs> Evan, what about therapy for you? Uh, Yay, nay? I, I'm in favor of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not in it right now. Yeah. Um, my parents were almost too easy to throw me in it. Really? They, yeah, they'd be like, oh, you're smoking weed? We need to get you into therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you broke up with your girlfriend? We need to get you into therapy. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I've always thought that it's there for, like, a common cold. Like, yeah. it's there as an option for literally anything. So your dad, my dad is very <laughs> The complete opposite. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, my, my uh, mom passed when I was five. And so, as a kid, he was like, oh, you, this is what children need. <laughs> and he went through it, too. I mean, being a husband that lost his wife, he had a lot of stuff to deal with. So, he yeah. went into therapy. and I'd imagine, one, that's rough at five years old. Uh, two, he, yeah, it's like, I need support. Like, how do I support Well, he didn't think kids? he could deal with know. it. Yeah. He was literally like, we need a professional to step in. Yeah. And then, so, I think that became his solution for everything. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, we had a fight. Let's get a third party yeah. in here. Yeah. But um, it's, it's it's useful. Like, I watched yeah. it work for not just me, but plenty of people. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. To me, it's like the health clinic. Yeah. It's just there for everybody. <laughs> Which sucks that it's expensive. Yeah. It should be one of those things that are given. Oh, it's so expensive. I know. God, I spent so yeah, much I think that's part. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason that I've never, I've just not raised with, any wealth yeah to where it was a very like almost it's privileged, a privileged yeah yes. a privileged yeah. thing where i mean i was sent outside i was told to mm-hmm. go fucking play in the woods and mm-hmm. cure some shit but um yeah therapy was always i think one of those ones that cost lots of money yeah even with um insurance I, yeah. it can cost people like four hundred dollars a week Jesus. it doesn't cost me that much luckily yeah. but there's no way that i could afford that oh, right now how, oh my god i have yeah. friends that could use it and don't because of the yeah. the financial situation. Yeah. And that's yeah. a that's fucking sad. Yeah. It's a bummer. It is a bummer. 
Um, any other fun questions for Austin? I'm sorry, I brought that in a weird place. I mean, this is all. I mean, we're talking about therapy. And, That's true. You know, um, any other questions? I don't know. You ever try anything? electric shock therapy? No, no? Uh, except that is a. Uh, You're worried about getting electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> Here, touch I this. am I'll afraid of it. <laughs> I, yeah, Evan got electrocuted. That was tight. Oh, no. oh shit! Um, Jester's Palace. No, that is, people still use that uh, electric shock therapy in a different way. I've heard it actually can be super beneficial. In that museum, there was some crazy. Uh, some shocking <laughs> images? Yes. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't, puns just uh, make me um, nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, just weird ways that people were trying things out. Yeah. Um, There's a, I'm so into, oh, my God, I would love to get into a pro. I mean, I've done mushrooms anyways, but the whole, like, micro... Ketamine's Ketamine. more for depression, but for OCD, it's, like, microdose uh, mushrooms Psilocybin. For, yeah. I was thinking about the ketamine treatment the other day. I I've that. eaten a lot of mushrooms, but I ate mushrooms before microdosing was a thing. I know. It was like, yeah. here, eat a quarter, I dare ya. And then yeah. it was like, yeah, here we go. Well, and, but microdosing is a specific, like method yeah. that you're trying to take very small amounts well yeah. and it just never was a thing and no for ocd they a fucking chump chain <laughs> you want to fucking experience some well, only a like, little bit older yeah no there's for it was real... never a thing back in the day i ate a lot of mushrooms all summer. <laughs> i was on probation where ocd better uh, oh i remember you talking you're about still this still whistling yeah that was the whistling thing's only been within the last two months. I think the the weird one with the door is that my roommate has a dog and it got out once. Ah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he got all angry, and I was just like, I don't want to. Okay, I don't yeah. even want to deal with that. So that's when the door thing, because before that, I was never known for locking doors. I had roommates that were like, "Dude, can you lock the door?" Yeah. And I'd be like, well, "No one's gonna break in. Cool. What are we gonna are offer?" Um, I was also raised in a very small town where we never had to lock yeah. doors. Like, nothing ever happened. When I was a kid either. Yeah. So it was like yeah. a bad habit of mine where roommates would get pissed at me. Yeah. I but now I have like a weird one where I have to have the door locked. Where I go, I walk, it is bad actually. It's getting bad. Where I'll go in my room, put on like a video or watch some Netflix, and mm -hmm. five minutes in, I'll have to like get up and go yeah. check to see if the door's locked because well, the wind is blowing it up. Life hacks. I know. Don't do them. Um, don't. don't fall down that rabbit hole. Don't start break. Don't break your shoulder again from. <laughs> His gallery is full of just yeah. videos of him. Yeah. Locking um, the door. Well, Kelsey, I appreciate this you. This is so fun. Yeah. I was real nervous, but y'all. There's were no great. reason. There's no reason to be nervous. No, I know, but it, uh, just I appreciate honesty. you guys being yeah. open to talking no. about OCD. Shows. It was fun. I. Uh, it's something that I. I feel like you've opened my eyes to that I probably have more than I think I do or admit to. It's a yeah. unique story that's true to you, Kelsey. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. why it's fun. And I have a weird way of tricking my brain into just thinking if I don't admit to things, yeah, it, it's not true. So if like I don't admit that I'm sick, I just won't. I'll go days. Yeah. Like I'm not ill. I don't know what you guys yeah. are talking about. Um, well, I appreciate you uh, stopping by. I appreciate you guys. This let's is go the get most some fun. Let's go get some stage time. Woo!